It was a must win in Washington, and that's exactly what the Eagles did. New Year, same Boston Scott, two rushing touchdowns on the day. Third quarter, Josh Sweat, party at the quarterback. What a day for Josh Sweat. And then here we go to ice it. Ronnie McLeod in the end zone for the INT. Eagles fans, come on into the postgame show presented by Rico. I'm Gabriella DiGiovanni here with Ike Reese. Ike, they wow. got it done. Yeah, what a gutsy performance by this team coming out today, Ella. Big win on the road. Team they just faced 12 days ago. Washington coming off an embarrassing loss. I knew they would come in this game gamed and ready to play. Nice job from the Eagles being able to fight their way through this. Not the ideal first half that we were looking for. Washington came out, was ready to play it. It took us a little while to get going, but the second half was pretty much dominated by the Philadelphia Eagles through the air on the ground. And with this defense, whether it was Boston Scott, Jalen Hurts with a big drive that he was able to uh, that led to a touchdown. And then Josh Sweat on defense in Taylor Heineke's face all day. And that pressure finally got to Heineke as he overthrew an intended receiver for a would-be touchdown. Rodney McLeod with an outstanding interception to seal the game. Man, what a way to win a game on the road, NFC East. Go Birds. Go Birds is right. <laughs> We're going to keep the ball rolling here as we start to break this all down. We're going to bring in another member of our team, Fran Duffy. Welcome in. Initial thoughts, Fran. I mean, I'm just going to bounce right off Ike, just the defensive performance, right? Because we know that this game didn't start off pretty. Four drives for Washington in the first half, all of them result in points. What do you get coming out of the locker room? Two punts, a turnover, a turnover on downs, and that interception by Rodney McLeod. Just an outstanding play from your veteran safety, one of your team leaders. Spoke to the team, gave him that big speech a couple of weeks ago that helps lead him to another victory against this Washington team. Comes through with the interception to seal this one late. Couldn't ask for more from this defense down the stretch. I want to stay on the defensive side of the ball, friend. In the first half, it seemed like Taylor Heineke could get whatever he wanted. I mean, I mean he may have had just two incompletions, and one of those, I think he downed the ball uh, in the first half. So he was very comfortable in that first half. We didn't seem to get much pressure on him. But in the second half, it seemed like some, there were some adjustments made, and he didn't seem to be as in good of a rhythm as he was in that first half. Did you notice anything differently that the defense was doing in the second half? I think the one big thing I'll be excited to see going back and watching watching the film on Monday, Ike, is just what the guys on the outside did to contest some of those throws and take some of those quick hitters away, right? Because it seemed like a lot of those shallow crosses were available. And you know how it is. When you play a lot of zone defense, you're going to give up some of those completions underneath because you want your defense to be able to rally to the football. We saw that in this game. Even late, we saw some completions to Humphreys and to McLaren and to Bates underneath, but you had the defense all rallying to the ball in the second half. So the completions didn't necessarily bother me as much. It's more about rattling the quarterback, and I thought we saw that throughout the course of the game, but especially in the second half. Brandon, on the kickoff show, you and I talked all about how the Eagles had to get off to a fast start. Unfortunately, it started exactly how this game started just 12 days ago. Washington went up 10-0, and we talked about how the defense bailed them out the past two weeks. And although it looked like Taylor Heineke had his way, the defense was why the Eagles were still in it to start the second half. What are your thoughts on that slow start again here against the Washington football team? I think it's a, it's a mark of a good team and an improving team is the ability to find multiple ways to win, right? And we've seen that over the course of the last couple of months. There's been kind of an identity, a formula to this team being able to win. A big part of that is the ability to run for 170, 200 yards. And for the second straight week, they haven't hit that mark but they found ways to be able to win. That might mean 
make opportunistic plays on defense, come up with a big turnover, come up with a big sack, get off the field on third down, make some plays in the passing game. I thought Jalen Hurts was really efficient today. They had to make some plays off script on third down, him kind of running around and making a big play. The one to Greg Ward on the scramble drill was outstanding. Uh, the play that he made on the Boston Scott touchdown uh, in the third quarter where he's falling down, gets tripped up on the snap and just flips out on fourth and one and he's able to get it out to Scott who makes a great effort to get into the end zone. Just finding a way to win the game, that's the mark of a good team. And I think the Eagles have shown that these last couple of weeks. It doesn't have to always be pretty. And we know against NFC's teams, against the division, it's not going to be pretty. The Eagles have found a way to win these games. And with most good teams, friend, you're going to need – a collective effort from everyone, right? It's not going to be the same guys to step up every week for you. You mentioned Boston Scott. He had to step in there today for Miles Sanders. Jordan Howard a little banged up, so Boston got the majority of the touches back there. Just talk about the job that he was able to do today, running behind this offensive line. And in the end, can you touch a little bit on Josh Sweat? I just think Josh Sweat over the last two to three weeks you can make a statement that he's been the best defensive player out there. He and Rodney McLeod, Josh Sweat really starting to come on late in the season. Yeah, I'll start with Boston. And just one of the things that really stood out to me in this game was just how hard he was running. He was earning every inch of grass that he was getting here as a ball carrier and as a receiver. He had almost 100 yards all-purpose today, both as a pass catcher and as a runner. And I think when you watch Boston, he's decisive, he's quick, and he's got that ability to make people miss when he's left on an island. We saw that nice little spin move uh, out, out there on the, on the left flat in the second half. His ability to pick up some of those dirty yards, some of those hidden yards, I think that really stands out. We saw him lunge forward for some runs, right? So I think just watching him continue to run, you know he's going to maximize everything he gets. Everything you block for him, Boston Scott's going to be able to get you that. And I think that's one thing that really stood out in this game. That's a good front. We know this. We talked about this in the kickoff show, Ella. You look at that, that defensive front, Deron Payne, uh, Jonathan Allen, Matt Ioannidis, that's a really good front. You're not going to be able to run for 200 every single time you take the field against Washington. And I thought the Eagles and Boston Scott did a really good job of maximizing what they could get against that group. And then uh, to your point, like Josh Sweat, he's just been outstanding. We've seen it in spurts throughout the course of the year. It hasn't always resulted in sacks, but you always see those – really crafty rushes from him, and he can win in so many different ways. He's so long, and he can get into opposing blockers' pads, drop the po drive the pocket backward, but then he's also got that ability to dip his shoulder and turn the corner and accelerate as well. So when you're a defensive lineman and you've got that ability to win inside, win outside, that really, is, as an opposing offensive lineman, you don't know what you're preparing for on any given rush. And I think we've seen the best of Josh Sweat, one of the better games I can remember from him. I can't wait to see what he looks like watching back the film this week. And you mentioned Washington's defensive front. Uh, Jack Del Rio earlier in the week said, we just didn't do enough in terms of game planning for the Eagles' offensive line 12 days ago. They certainly did their homework a little more this time. You have to give them credit. I think the offensive line faced a huge challenge, perhaps for the first time in quite a few weeks. Uh, but the way that they responded across that offensive line, I think, was very, very impressive and showing signs of maturity. When times get tough for this offensive line, they just keep stepping up to the plate time and time again. But we also have to talk about that passing game. Dallas Goddard, six receptions, 71 yards. What did he add to this? Eagles offense today. What he's been adding really over the last couple of months, right? And, and that's a really sure-handed weapon for Jalen Hurts in this passing game. He had seven targets. Devontae Smith had five or six targets. Both guys really coming through when their numbers were called. Both guys made some really impressive catches. Third down, second down, first down, all three levels of the field. It's been really good to be able to see both of these guys, both Dallas Goddard and Devontae Smith, come up when Jalen Hurts needs the most.
Well, we've been we've been passing out flowers to everybody. <laughs> well, we need to give some to the head coach, man, Nick Sirianni. This team, three games in 12 days. This Washington team for the second time in 12 days. You know, this was going to be a tough stretch no matter how it was sliced up. The Eagles are able to persevere, get the W's, three straight wins, and they keep their playoff hopes alive. Really, they keep control of their own playoff destiny. Just talk about the job that Nick Sirianni did getting his squad ready to go today. Yeah, and it's like what we talked about earlier, just finding a way to win the game. And I think that's having, as, as a coach, having that understanding of the right buttons to push. As you mentioned, this is a team that has faced a lot of adversity over these last few weeks. It is not easy to play three games in 12 days. It's not easy to beat a team twice in a season, much less twice in two weeks. And that's what the Eagles have done here against this Washington football team. So I think when you look at the way that this coaching staff has prepared this team, they've gotten the most out of a lot of these young players, continuing to see them develop. We're seeing the rookie class, first-year guys, second-year guys, third-year guys, all continuing to develop and evolve, not just uh, as individuals, but also within the structure of the scheme. And we're continuing to see both sides of the football evolve and improve throughout the course of the season. Now, we're talking about Week 18. This is the first time we're going to see a Week 18 <laughs> in the NFL. So, like you talked about, three games in 12 days is hard enough. Now you're adding another game to the season. What's this going to look like for this team? Because you have Dallas coming to town, and it's been a tough stretch for this Eagles team. We're still in the middle of a pandemic, and uh, you're adding another game into the mix. So for these bodies, these minds, um, getting everything right and getting this team on the same page to go chase 10 wins. Well, thankfully, the, Dallas will also be having their 18th game or their 17th game uh, of the season. So they've got that going for them. Uh, look, Dallas is a very good team. We're going to hit on it uh, in, our, in our nightcap a little bit later. But I think when you look at, uh, at Dallas, their ability to win on offense, you know what they can do. Dak Prescott, C.D. Lamb, Amari Cooper. Ezekiel Elliott, Tony Pollard, that whole group. Defensively, they're playing as one of the best defenses in the league right now. Easy. And I think you've got playmakers at all three levels. So this will be a big test. Now, we'll see how the rest of tonight pans out and how that's going to impact Dallas and their motivations going into Week 18. So it might be a little bit early to try and preview that matchup. But this is a very talented team coming to Philadelphia, coming to Lincoln Financial Field. The Eagles know uh, what that performance was earlier in this year. That was not uh, the ideal performance. That was not the same Eagles team that we've seen over the last couple of months. And so this Eagles team, they will have plenty to prove when Dallas comes to town next week. We got to show some love to the QB1, right? Nice job from Jalen Hurts. Uh, I thought he was a little more mobile today. Uh, the ankle yeah. may be getting closer to being 100%, which makes him much more of a dual threat going down the stretch here. Yeah, and we saw it not just when he would drop back to pass and take off. He had that one, uh, was it, a 22, 24-yard scramble uh, that helped set up points, right, Ike? But yeah. also in the run game. And we saw uh, the QB run game where it was just design runs. Hey, Jalen, you're going to take this and run or the option run game. So I think we saw a little bit of everything with Jalen Hurts. And uh, if you're an Eagles fan watching this at home, that's got to make you feel good, right? Because, again, against a really good defense, that's a tough task. All right, friend, thank you so much. We're going to head to press conferences. Ronnie McLeod at the podium. Hey, Ronnie, appreciate you taking the time. We'll get started here with Bo Wolf and then Jeff McLean. Hey, Ronnie, just, just take us through that last play and, uh, and confirm that you caught it, I guess. What do you say? I can't hear. Just take us through the interception. Yeah. 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 I knew, I knew I caught it once I... Once I secured it, really, uh, that was the biggest thing. Uh, I let one slip away the first time we played them. And so 
wanted to just make sure I closed this game out the right way. Uh, felt good uh, to be able to finish the game, make a big catch, uh, play for this team, and got to give credit, obviously, to God for putting me in this position and for, uh, honestly, my guy Ant for um, having great coverage and, and affecting that throw, and I was able to capitalize on it. Go ahead, Jeff, and then Martin. Ronnie, what was the secret to turning it around in the second half for the defense? Uh, honestly, man, we came in the locker room and uh, Ant spoke up and Fletch, and we just said we need to raise our level of intensity. Uh, we felt as though we weren't playing to our standard in that first half. And uh, so we came out, man, and, and, and did that. Uh, it was started by up by the D-line, and DBs made a few good plays, and it was a great population to the ball. And uh, it was a completely uh, different half than the first one. So uh, we have to just start better. Uh, understanding that we can't wait to the second half to, um, you know, play the way that we did. Uh, but it was good for us to get this win today. Go ahead, Martin, and then Dave Zangaro. Hey, Rodney, how big were the sacks by Josh Sweat and Jannard and Avery you know, in the third quarter? Both came, I think, on third down, and obviously, you know, after having trouble stopping them in the first half. Yeah, those plays were huge for us. Uh, you know, we, we rely heavily on our D-line, and those are two great pass rushers that we have uh, at our disposal. And I think it honestly started with how we played on first and second now. We talked about how we needed to stop the run, uh, force them into some negative plays when we went into halftime, and we did that. I think Hargrave started it out for us, and uh, I think Ann Harris came up with a, a, a big play, a big hit on second down, and transferred over into a sack. So we have to continue to do more of that, and, and it was effective when uh, we did uh, play stingy on first and second down. Go ahead, Dave, and then Jamie. Hey, Rod, I saw you mention that you kind of reflected on the ACL surgery this week. Uh, what was that moment like, and, and have you thought about it since this game ended, honestly? Uh, honestly, I, yeah, man, it it uh still on my mind, and I'm still, you know, trying to get myself back to, to the the level of play that where I was last year, honestly. Uh, but it feels good to be able to come out these past two, week, two weeks and make uh, huge plays for the team. And, uh, you know, I think it's just credit to a lot of the hard work that I put in. Uh, I obviously didn't do it myself. A lot of people helped me get to this point, uh, especially my family, my wife, uh, my parents, uh, Man, siblings, friends, uh, everybody lifted me up in the time when I needed them the most. So it feels good to be able to uh, do this uh, for, for a lot of people uh, that I care about. Go ahead, Jamie and then John McMullen. Rodney, uh, after a 2-5 and five start, uh, to see you guys in this position here with four straight wins and a chance at the end of the night, what does that mean? It means a lot, uh, but more importantly, it shows you that everybody, you know, in this locker room believed. Uh, when when everybody else, you know, wrote us off when we were two and five, we continued to believe in ourselves. We trusted the process. We continued to prepare the same way, have that same level of focus, uh, and we got better. And we're seeing the results of that now. So it feels good. You got to give credit to everybody uh, on this team and in his organizations from, you know, the, the front office to the coaches to starters to practice squad, man. Everybody's played a role, and it's allowed us to be here today. We'll take one more and then get lean. So go ahead, John. Hey, Rod. Uh, you mentioned the injury. You're over a year off now. So how much 
physically, how close do you think you are? You said you're trying to get back to your standard of last year. How close do you think you are? How close do you think you are? I can't put a number on it, man. I, you know, I just, I just go back to work each and every week and, and try to get better. And I've seen growth uh, within myself uh, throughout the course of this year from week to week. Uh, and I'm just seeing the fruition of it. So uh, just, you know, look forward to a, another week and getting the leg stronger um, and, you know, get ready for Dallas. Thanks, Rodney. Thanks, Rodney. I appreciate you. Cloud, who sealed it today for the Eagles defense. I don't think enough can be said about the difference maker Ronnie McLeod is for this Eagles team because you have to remember the season started without him. Yeah, and he, he makes so much of a difference, not only off the field. We know about the leadership in the locker room. He's become much more of a vocal leader this year. I think that has helped this team up as well. All right, well, with that, we have Lane Johnson at the podium. Hey, Lane, appreciate you taking the time. We'll get started here with Zach Berman and then Mike Sealski. Hey, Lane, those, those touchdowns came for the line. What did you guys next decision? And, and what was the thinking on the field? I'm sorry. Zach, I'm sorry to hear you. I couldn't hear you. You were, you were breaking up. Yeah, can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear yeah, you can now. Can you hear me now? Okay. Yeah, can you hear me now? Okay. Great. Yeah. We'll go to Mike and then we'll go back to Zach. Go ahead, Mike. Towns at the goal line. What did you think of Nick? Go ahead, Mike. Uh, the fourth down play where we had, we had had to have it. Well, we didn't convert the first, I think, uh, series. So uh, just having the confidence to, uh, to run it there. And, uh, you know, especially when you have to have it and, and I feel like we did a good job of executing that play. We'll go to Mike and then Chris Franklin. Lane, what was your uh, sideline perspective on Rodney's interception and what was your reaction when you saw it? He won us the game. I was, it wasn't looking uh, too good for us, you know. Uh, we were kind of, uh, the, the whole offensive line was on the opposite side of the field. Jalen was, and uh, I saw where he sailed it, and First thought, I, I thought it may hit the ground. Then when I saw the replay, he caught it. And, uh, and that's a testament to Rodney, man. He, uh, you know, overcoming injuries and, uh, you know, a lot of um, adversities he's had to face. And he's one of the few guys that has, has come through and been able to still play at a very high level and, and, and be the leader he is. So uh, hats off to him today, man. He, he won us this game. Go ahead, Chris, and then Al Thompson. Hey, Lane, with a couple things happening today, you guys will be clinching a playoff spot. Where does this current team rank, like even through playoff runs beforehand, where does this team rank among them? And what does this current run mean to you personally? I don't even know anything about that. I just, I just know if we get invited to the dance, it's time to dance. So, um, you know, we need some stuff to play out maybe the next or t tonight and tomorrow. But uh, other than that, I mean, we can control only what we can control. And, it was an ugly game today. Uh, I, had a, we, I think we had a sloppy first half and uh, end up finding a way to win there in the second half. Go ahead, Al, and then Tim McManus. Hey, uh, can you hear me? The, uh, it looked like, um, you know, there wasn't a big rushing game uh, today for you guys. Uh, what were some of the conversations about where you were going to go um, uh, to, to be effective today, to come back like that uh, down 16-6 uh, to six and outscoring 14 nothing in the second half? What was the conversations like among, amongst the linemen with Jalen out on the field about, you know, where do we go? Because, you know, you're, uh, what you've been doing in the, in the past games, it wasn't there. 
we wanted to continue to try to run it, which we did. Uh, started running some some mid zone to outside zone. Started having some success, and then try to mix it up with play action. But you know, it wasn't as crisp a performance as, as the last game, and so that's disappointing. But uh, you know, thank God for for Rodney and, and, and Jake Elliott. I mean, those guys' defense came through for us. Go ahead, Tim, and then EJ. Elaine, you guys are now guaranteed to have a, a winning season uh, in year one under Sirianni, uh, maybe a chance at the playoffs. How does that reflect on uh, on Sirianni? What have you learned about him this year? I just resilient. I mean, even whenever, uh, what were we, two and five or whatever our record was, uh, it wasn't looking good. He he just stated uh, about doubling down on, uh, uh, you know, the core values that we have. That's really what he's been preaching the, the whole year. I mean, uh, not every game is going to be pretty. There's going to be a lot of you know tough, tough games, especially when it comes to the NFL. Everything's tight, but that's what he preached. Just double down on, on what we do and and, uh, and who we are. I had EJ and then Bo. Hey, Lane. You sort of mentioned earlier that you guys got off to a slow start. Um, that's kind of been a trend recently. I'm just wondering, um, you know, what do you what do you attribute the slower starts to? I don't know. Maybe somebody needs to go throw some cold water in our face before we for the first drive. I guess I don't know something, but it's uh yeah, it's been a trend the past past few games, and so you know moving forward, especially at this time of the year, you want to be crisp uh, at all levels, and and that's something we got to adjust to and fix. Go ahead, Bo, and then Jeff. Hey, Lane, you, you guys haven't been in a ton of close games at the end. So what was that moment like on the sideline as you were watching that game come down to the wire? In there, you're helpless. I mean, uh, it, it was disappointing we couldn't punch it in, uh, and you know Jake made that field goal, which made it to uh, you know the game what it was. But yeah, it was just kind of a helpless feeling. But you know, Rodney, you know guys like that put in the work, man, and, and special things happen. I feel like everything happens for a reason, and uh, man, sh shout out to Rodney for uh, for sealing this one for us. Go ahead, Jeff and Jamie. Lane, what are your plans for these afternoon games and, and seeing if you guys clinch? I don't even know. I just uh, we're gonna be in a bus ride, I guess, for two and a half hours. Usually take the train, but I don't know. Uh, we'll see. I guess we'll all be clenching our teeth, kind of like y'all, just just seeing what's what's about to happen, and not really a whole lot we can't control, but uh, we can hope. So that's, that's what we're doing. We'll take two more for Lane. Go ahead, Jamie, and then John McMullen. Lane. You mentioned resiliency a couple times in the last five minutes. Uh, what does that say about this team? I mean, you guys started two and five. You personally had to bounce back from a lot. You have a new coach that, you know, people didn't believe in that, that now got you to this point. What does it say about your team, how resilient you guys have been? I think, you know, it's what the NFL is all about. I mean, a lot of times um, there's a point in the season where you got to, you got to, Take a direction. It's either up or down, and I feel like we we, we fought to uh, point that arrow up. So, you know, even when our backs were against the wall and things weren't looking good, even today, a lot of uh, you know a lot a lot of stuff, uh, self-inflicted wounds, and and had to adjust and overcome, and and really that's that's what it what it was. Last question here with John. Hey Lane, uh, sort of similar to what you were asked about Nick coming back from two and five and. You know, Jalen, his first time starting quarterback, you've gotten to work out with him since, you know, the spring and the offseason, even today, coming back in this game. What have you learned about him as a first-year starting quarterback? 
Uh, he's tough. He's tough-minded. I feel uh, – I still never seen him uh, happy, really, a whole lot. I mean, like far as uh, enthusiastic, I guess. He takes, he takes the game very serious, win, win or lose, always the same. And, I mean, that's what you need as far as the mentality of a quarterback in this league because you're going to take a lot of heat for the wins and you're going to take a lot of heat for, for losses. It's just a, the nature of the game. But, uh, you know, what he's done this year, how he's, how he's you know, persevered, uh, you know, battling through, through some injuries and uh, being the leader he is, man. So, um, shout out to Jalen Hurts. Thanks, Lane. Thanks, Lane. Lane Johnson asked about that two and five start. I think a lot of players are starting to be asked about that start as now they've assembled a five game winning streak. Yeah. Uh, when you hire a brand new head coach, a rookie head coach, uh, who knows what the expectations are? I know they differ from player to staff to fans. Um, but to see what Nick Sirianni has done, you got to give the man credit. Yeah, no doubt. I, I think he's done a remarkable job of keeping this team together. You know, you know how we can be here in Philadelphia from the outside about this football team. And when things aren't going well, we become even more passionate about the team. And if you're not accustomed to dealing with that or used to dealing with that, you can abort what your initial plans are, what you believe in, and what your game plan is. Uh, and the thing Nick Sirianni has done this year is he's been able to block all that noise out and stick to his formula for success, the things that he can rely on and lean on that's been successful for him in the past, and he stayed true to himself and to his players, and his players have responded. You know, there hasn't been any type of finger-pointing all year long. It's been nothing but uh, camaraderie and, and uplifting morale for the whole team and really supporting one another. And I think that's very important when you have a young coach that's taking over a head coaching job in this city for the first time. you got to have good leadership on your team. you got to have the backing of those veterans on your team. And so I think he won those guys over at some point this offseason, whether it was in the modified um, mini camps and when, when they decided they would come in and meet, whether it was via Zoom or what have you, he thought that was important. He got the players to agree upon that. The camaraderie and training camp, they started to buy in. So when things got difficult for this team early, they didn't abandon the coach. They stuck by him. They played harder for him. He coached them harder because he knew that would bring the most and the best out of them. And now they're starting to reap the, uh, the fruits of their labor and they're seeing the results of the hard work that they put in. He put all of that, um, that cachet in the bank with his players and now it's starting to pay off. Uh, it reminds me of Andy early in his coaching tenure. Um, as a young coach, we had veterans on our team like Troy Vincent, uh, Bobby Taylor, Deuce Staley, guys like that. that all right, we're going to head over to Dallas Goddard. Hey, Dallas, appreciate you taking the time. We'll get started here with Martin Frank and then Jeff McLean. Hey, Dallas, um, I wanted to ask you about the two decisions to like go for it on fourth down, you know, near the goal line. I mean, how much did that mean to you guys and, and how important do you think those decisions were? Um, yeah, you know, it, it just it just shows how much faith the coaches have in us. Um, you know, anytime we're going to go for it, we feel like we have a really good play um, against the defense that we're anticipating them playing. Um, so, yeah, you know, it's, it's a good feeling when the uh, coaches have faith in the entire offense that they're willing to go for it on fourth down. And, you know, uh, we take pride in that. We want to get it on fourth downs. Um, I don't know if we were perfect today. I know we missed the first one, but uh, came back and got, got one in the end zone. And, you know, anytime we can get points, it's huge. Go ahead, Jeff and then Dave. 
Dallas, what was your blocking responsibility on the first the first Boston Scott touchdown? Um, and you know, what what kind of part did that play in, in him getting in there? Um, shoot, what was the first one where he went out to the right? Sweet. I don't uh, remember what the first touchdown was. was. Yeah, yeah. No, no. The second one, the first one was like up the middle. Second one was uh, was outside zone to the right. Was up the middle. Uh, yeah, I, uh, you know, the O-line had a great push. Um, I think he followed Kelsey right in. But uh, I started to the left and went back to the right to block the right defensive end. Uh, you know, like I said, the O-line got a great push. I saw Boston laying on top of Kelsey uh, in the end zone. So I'm assuming Kelsey did his job and uh, mauled someone like he usually does. Steven and Mike K. Hey, Dallas, what makes Boston so good at the goal line? Um, you know, I feel like there's probably a lot of different things. Uh, he's, he's, he's compact. Uh, you know, he, he hits the hole hard. Um, he can move laterally. He sees the hole. And then, you know, anytime you got a big O-line like ours and then Boston is back there, you know, it's hard for the defense to see what hole he's hitting. Um, but, no, he's, he's, he's just a good all-around back. And, you know, he had a big game today. He came through uh, for us twice in the red zone and had a couple other big runs. So, you know, just anytime he gets the ball in his hand, he's a dangerous runner. Mike and then Zach. Dallas, you know, this has been a, like kind of a, a pattern of starting off a little bit slow and then just completely running over another team in the second half. What is Nick Sirianni telling you guys consistently at halftime to get you to kind of rev up the way you have? Um, you know, it's we haven't been starting the way we want to. Um, you know, the first possession we had offensively, we moved the ball um, and then went for it on fourth down and didn't get it. Um, but that's the thing. We need to start faster in the first half. But coming out of halftime, um, you know, I don't think there's a team that wants it as bad as we do. And, you know, we're going out there and uh, we always say it's not about who's tougher, it's about who's tougher longer. Um, and, you know, we're a gritty team. Uh, we're going to run the ball and, you know, we're going to wear a team out by the end of the game and we just got to stick to it. You know, the defense played an incredible second half and, um, you know, we got enough, enough points on the board to uh, get the W. And, but like I said, we just got to start faster and play a whole game like we played the second half. Go ahead, Zach, and then Josh. Hey, Dallas, how will you spend these next few hours? Are you going to be watching the other games to see if you guys clinch tonight? Yeah, you know, anytime you're in a position like this, uh, we did our job this week. Uh, definitely going to be watching the games, um, being a fan of the teams that we need to win. Um, but ultimately, you know, we took care of what we can take care of. And, you know, whatever happens uh, the rest of the day and tomorrow, uh, we'll be looking to go back to work on Wednesday um, and getting ready for Dallas. We'll take one more before we get coached. So go ahead, Josh. Hey, Dallas. I think it was on a third down, but you had that catch uh, right at the sideline, and then you tumbled into the net, the massage table. Uh, could you take us through that moment and also, I guess, what that drive meant for the offense? Jalen, he had that throw, and then, you know, the, the throw also to, uh, I think, Greg Ward. Yeah, you know, uh, Jalen does some amazing things out there. That throw to G. Ward on a, you know, a broken down play, a great play by both of them. Uh, but, yeah, I just had a corner route. Um, stemmed outside, Jalen threw me a great ball. I was able to get two in, um, but shoot, it was tough to stop my momentum. I ran into the kicker net, fell over the table. Um, but no, that was just a must-have drive. Uh, we knew that we needed to score, and you know, uh, like we said all week, it, uh, the play doesn't care who makes it, but someone's got to make it. So uh, you know, I think everybody, anytime they had an opportunity to make a play, I think we did a great job making them today. Thanks, Dallas.
That was tight end Dallas Goddard. Uh, Fran and I talked a lot about him on the kickoff show and the consistency he has stacked over the past few weeks. Um, we thought maybe Washington would have his number a little bit since they knew what to expect since just seeing him 12 days ago. But he had a pretty good game. Yeah, and he's a pretty good player. I mean, you yeah. got to figure out a way to get him the football regardless. When you're as good as Dallas Goddard uh, aspires to be, he's going to draw attention. From defenders. And, you know, Jalen just has to do a nice job of trusting him, put the ball where he knows only his guy can catch it and release it. So another good game from Goddard, not surprising. All right, well, now it's time to hear from Coach Nick Sirianni at the podium. Hey, Coach, appreciate you taking the time. We'll get started here with Chris Franklin and then Jeff McLean. Hey, Nick, it looked like you guys were a lot more aggressive on fourth down today. Uh, what went behind those decisions, and especially against that one in, uh, with the one-yard touchdown run to Boston Scott? Um, you know, again, sometimes the, every game is going to be played a little bit different, and depending on who you're playing. I mean, right there in that game, I, I thought Henneke started off hot. And, and I know I'm going to get some questions about how the defense started. Did you see some of the throws Henneke was making early in that game, getting away from the pressure that we were getting on him and making – the guy play, was playing good, so I felt like in those scenarios we had to be aggressive. Um, you know, I'm always going to listen to the chart. I'm always going to look at the chart, see what it says, and I'm going to make a decision based off of what I, I think is necessary with that game. Um, and that's why we, we did what we did today um, uh, with some of those fourth downs down in the red zone. And great job to – to our offensive line uh, to be able to run it in and our backs and our quarterback and, every, and the tight ends and receivers, everybody involved uh, to, to make the plays to, to make my decision right, right? And, and that's, um, you know, that's, that's awesome team football. Go ahead, Jeff and John McMullen. Uh, Nikki took care of your, your end here by winning the day, and there's a chance, obviously, that you guys can clinch uh, later today. Uh, but you are guaranteed a winning record, uh, two and five. Um, I mean, I know you don't look past one week, but uh, can you reflect upon what that means to, to go from that to this? Um, you know, again, we're taking each week, week by week. And, uh, you know, it's if you if you if you look at when you're two and five, if you look at how you're going to get four wins in a row or five, whatever it is, right, or how you're going to get back to nine and seven. Right. That's a that's a that looks really tall. Right? That mountain looks really tall to climb. But when you focus on one day, one meeting, one walkthrough, one practice at a time, uh, it, it, it becomes way more manageable. And, and that's all we tried to do. Um, and so I'm obviously pleased with the situation that we're in right now, um, controlling our own destiny. I'm really pleased with the way uh, we responded in today's game. And, you know, just thankful to, the, to this, this team of, of who, you know, the guys that we have on this team that fought through uh, hard times. And, when, and uh, what you saw today, what I felt on the sideline today was this calmness. There was a calmness throughout the entire game. And, uh, you know, we've, we've had more double-digit wins than I think we've only had one game that was a, not a double-digit win, if, correct me if I'm wrong, against Carolina. But that whole game, there was just this, it was, again, I, I say it again, there was just this calmness from our leaders on the team that reflected to everybody else, Fletch, Rodney McLeod, Jason Kelsey, Jalen Hurts. Jalen was so calm throughout the entire game, and uh, you know, and that's and that's by t that, that's what you do when you take things little by little. And when you're down two scores at the at the end of the first half, 
you can't, you're not going to get it all at one, you know, with one drive, right? You're going to go down there and you're going to make it a tighter game with, with, with the drive, but you can't get all your points back, just like you can't get all your wins, wins back when you start low. So it's just, it's just us recovering from the two and five to where we are now is a def, you know, it kind of prepared us, you know, it prepares you for games like this where you're in a hole and you got you to gotta chip away at it. And that's what our guys did today. Go ahead, John, and then Dave. Hi, Nick. Um, kind of furthering on that calmness theme, do you think that is a direct reflection of the quarterback? Because that's kind of his uh, – that's how he, he looks like to us. He, even keeled, never up, never down. Yeah. Never down. And I think that that's definitely a reflection of how the quarterback is and how he was all day today and how he is in general, and, and the leaders on our team, like I said. Uh, you know, all the, all the guys on our Alex Singleton and, and Fletcher Cox and Rodney McLeod and Jason Kelsey and Lane Johnson, right? And, and those guys are calm. They're calm. Through, they've been in these situations before. And so what a, what a great resource to have those guys, and uh, not only to make the plays that they make throughout the entire game, but to have that veteran leadership that we have. And like like you said, it starts with with Jalen and and as as one of our captains, and we got, we got you know Darius Slay, uh, who's not a captain, but who shows that confidence and calmness throughout an entire game. And and T.J. Edwards, I mean, like we just got some great guys on this team that know what it is to put their head down and work, uh, whether things are going good or going, things are going bad. Go ahead, Dave, and then Zach. Go ahead, Dave, and then Zach. What was your view of the Rodney McLeod interception, and did you think he caught it immediately? Say, I'm sorry, Dave. I, I, you broke off for a second. That's all right. Um, Rodney McLeod interception, what was your view on that play, and did you think he caught that immediately? Uh, you know, I, I didn't I didn't get a great look of it, and they weren't showing it up on the, on the scoreboard. Um, Shoot, in that scenario, and you know, when Rodney coming off and, and standing on the bench and hyping up the crowd, you know, I, that told me everything I needed to know. And then I just wanted to give him a hug and tell him thanks uh, uh, for the whole entire team. That just an unbelievable play. Great coverage by, I think it was Anthony on the play, Anthony Harris on the play to be right there in the guy's hip and, and to sail and to have uh, Henneke sail that just a little bit where Rodney can make the play. So uh, great play. I didn't, again, like I said, I didn't see it. I'm getting word from above. Uh, you know, uh, from from the guys upstairs, uh, telling me that he th they think uh, his hands are under it. So, and then the the referees do a good job of communicating that with me as well. Go ahead, Zach, and then Martin. Decide you were to go for those fourth downs on 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 first and goal, or was it a, a, a split moment decision? No, well, you you always. <laughs> You're always thinking, Zach. I, I I got parts of that uh, question, so I'm going to answer the parts I got. I think I got your whole uh, your whole question, but because um, you broke off a little bit. But you always you always when you get into that four down territory potential, when there's potential to go for it on fourth down, you're talking on first down, right? You you never in anything you do in this game, you don't want it to be split decision, really, right? I mean, we don't. We don't like just hold on to our, you know, just make a split decision on third down ever. Like with the play we're going to call, we, it's, it's detailed out. We talked about it, you know, the whole week. And then we talk about it in between series. Same thing with red zone. 
And that's the same thing you get when you're, when you're deciding to go for it on fourth down because you want to be able to play third down and second down and first down knowing what you have to get to or, or you know, what's, what you go for it with. And so that's something I get great communication upstairs of what the chart is saying. Again, it's ultimately on me to make the decision. Um, I lean on our guides a lot. I lean on Kevin Petullo a lot to, to talk through some things. Um, and, and Shane and great resources to have. And Brian Johnson, you know, Jason Michael, all, all those guys, Jim Bob. Um, so there's, there's just a lot of good voices I have to, to uh, bounce things through. So, you know, you know there's, some thing, there's some conversations on second down. If we get to, you know, fourth and two, are we going for it? Yeah, okay. So, hey, let's have a fourth and two call already. And so you always – you just don't want to make those decisions, those snap decisions. Um, it, it, they, I'm not saying they don't happen, Zach, but you, you want to think through those things just like we do in everything else. And just like we want our players to do, we want to be an example of that for them as well. So uh, those are talked about early uh, in the drive, pretty much on first down uh, once you get into those moments where you're um, contemplating going for it on fourth down. That's a good question, Zach. We'll take two more for Coach. Go ahead, Martin, and then Jamie. And Nick, um, I want to ask about Jalen Hurts' running ability. Uh, obviously, with Miles out and Jordan probably limited to some extent today, like how much did you have to rely on Jalen as a runner? And and what did you think of the one one like cutback he had? I think it was early in the first first half, you know, where he picked up some yards. Shoot, how many yards did he get, Martin? Then I thought it was a great play. Hey, you know what? Jalen was Jalen was awesome today. Um, you know, we we know we all know he's dealing with an ankle injury and uh, you know fighting through it. He's tough. This guy is so tough. You guys, I mean, just to see it every day, I love I love seeing that every day. That's what in my I, I've said this plenty of times. Uh, high character, physical, tough, uh, smart guys are going to reach their ceiling. This guy is so tough, and. And he looked at me at one point in this game and and said, you know, obviously the whole game was tight, so tight part of this game. He looked at me and said, whatever you got to call, call, and I, I, I'll make it work. Um, and, and what he was saying to me was run, pass, um, quarterback run, quarterback read, whatever you, whatever you call. I know how much this game means to our team. Uh, I'll make it work. And that, gosh – the calmness, the confidence that that, ins that installs calmness and confidence in everybody. Um, and so again, can't say enough for him as a leader. Can't say enough for him as a as a competitor. Can't say enough for, about his toughness. I, I hope everyone knows that when I give a, a player the compliment of being a tough player. From me, that is the most. That's the best compliment that I can give. I just you know that's. I just think so much of our, our, our players that are tough, and, and we got a lot of tough guys on this football team. That's who I think we are as a football team, and, and, and Jalen Hurts is the epitome of that. Last one here with Jamie. Last one here with Jamie. Coach, you touched on it a little bit that you couldn't really see Rodney's play, but once you know that stands, what is the feeling as a coach in a game that could possibly clinch the playoffs for your team when you realize you sealed it right there like that? Yeah, it, this game's so emotional, Jamie. It, it's, you know, you have to fight back in, in, in tight games like that. You got to fight back tears of joy. And, and so it's, it's just such an emotional game. I, I, that's why we all love this game so much. And, um, you know, there's so many ups and downs. It's, it's so lifelike. And there's so many ups and downs throughout the game and the, and, and the excitement and the joy when something like that happens, when you can win with, a, I guess you say, a walk-off interception. I mean, it's pretty special to be a part of.
can I can I answer anybody else's question? I'll take one. Is that all right? I mean, just in case I didn't get to everybody. I'll go to Bo. Hey, hey, Nick. Um, the sequence at the end of the first half. Um, the, the punt on fourth and four after Jalen got got sacked um, on third and two. Was that following the um, the analytics there, the, the the sheet? And then also, do you regret the, the timeout that you called on defense on third and one when they were driving there? Bo, I'm not going to tell you what the chart says. I should have ended it right there. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, you know, Bo. I, I again, sometimes you. you I, I wanted to punt in that scenario. I wanted them to make them go the long way. Um, third and one, I, I, I was confident that our defense was going to stop them there and we were going to get the ball back and be able to make it a, a, a three-point game. Uh, we didn't. Sometimes that decision works. Sometimes it doesn't. Shoot, just like the field goal. I mean, I called the timeout before the, the field goal. The guy missed it. <laughs> you know how that is. Like, you're like, oh, man, he missed this one, and he got to practice one, and he made the next one. Sometimes, you know, I, again, I, I, put my, I try to put myself in those scenarios before they happen, we try to do that as much as we can as a staff um, before they happen. And, uh, you know, sometimes they work and sometimes they don't. But uh, I'm never going to second guess myself when I, when I feel confident in something. And I felt confident in both, both those things. I thought that, that's a good question, Bo. Thank Thanks, you. everybody. Thanks for the time, Coach. Head Coach Nick Sirianni speaking to the media. Um, you know, he was asked about Jalen Hurts having to kind of pick up that run game again without Miles Sanders. Now, for several weeks, he was the leading rusher. Once that rushing game got going, he was able to really open up in the passing game. But I want to ask you, Ike, how important is it to have a quarterback like Jalen Hurts when you eliminate the leading rusher on the team in Miles Sanders and you know you have a quarterback who can now step back into that role, extend plays, and do what needs to be done? It's very important for this offense, I mean, because he has been a huge part of the running game. Not every quarterback has his skill set. He has the ability to hurt you in the running game as well as the passing game. So his running is definitely important. All right, we're going to head back to the podium. Josh Sweat. Hey, Josh, appreciate you taking the time. We'll get started here with Chris Murray and then Jeff McLean. Josh, the way this game played today, not everything was perfect today, but yet you guys toughed it out. This kind of a, a microcosm of all the growth because Coach talked about you, you, you guys had to, you know, work through each, you know, each day at a time to be mentally tough to win these kinds of games. Yeah, pretty much. And um, I think that's what, what happened out today. I mean, happened out there today. You know, we had a rough start, but, you know, we've been, um, I mean, we, we pretty much been building up to, you know, be able to handle these moments, uh, especially like, you know, we had a rough start and we got, we got it taken care of. That's all that matter. Go ahead, Jeff, and then Ed. Josh, the ball was coming out quick uh, from Taylor. How are you guys able to kind of counter that and get to him? Shoot, just execute better, cover better. That's that's pretty much the name of it. You know, we, we know we're going to get quick pass uh, to stop the pressure, but you just got to keep coming. That's that's really all I can say about that. Go ahead, Ed, and then Bo. Hey, Josh, what kind of adjustments did you guys make at halftime to come out there and, and, and shut Washington out in the second half? I don't think we made any. I think we just, well, I know we just executed better. Um, everybody was just in the right spots. You know, everybody started playing better. And um, I think that's all it boiled down to. Go ahead, Bo, and then Zach. Hey, Josh, do you, do you think it's fair to say that you specifically are playing your best football of the season these, these last two weeks? These last two weeks? 
uh, I mean, as far as the numbers, numbers, yes, but um, I've just been, you know, getting better every day. I think I've been playing at the, you know, same level kind of. I just, you know, the plays just, I've been making them. But, I mean, I wouldn't say it's any different from a couple of weeks ago. But Thank you. Go ahead. Go ahead, Zach, and then Al. Hey, Josh, as a follow-up to that, your sack and a half today gave you a career high. Um, is that something you were aware of on the field? And what does that mean to you? Yeah, I was aware. I just, you know, we had bigger things to worry about at the time. But um, yeah, I just want—I just want to make more plays. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's big news. I mean, I'm still not where I where I want to be, of course, and uh, I still got a lot of improvement to make. We'll go to Alan and Josh. Um, did you guys? Uh, there, there seemed to be a sense of urgency out there today, a little bit more than we've seen in the past. You guys, uh, you know, have been tough down the stretch. Was there a feeling like that, 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 you know, we just have to have this? It just there isn't any other, other way to go. Can you talk about that sense of urgency that you played with, and obviously in yourself? Uh, yeah, I mean, we, we knew what was at stake, but, I mean, I, I think we still, I mean, just like any other, you know, the next game, we always approach it. It's always serious. It wouldn't matter if it was, you know what I mean? Whatever, every, every win to us is, you know. We have a high sense of urgency. I think we approached this one the same. We knew what was at stake. And um, that's pretty much it. Go ahead, Josh, and then Bo. Hey, Josh, if I could ask you about one of your defensive teammates, Avante Maddox. There was a sequence there where, you know, he had the DPI. They called the DPI. And then third down, fourth down, he got those uh, two pass breakups. Uh, just what, what kind of toughness, I guess, did you see from him there? You know, the discipline as one of his defensive teammates on the field. Oh, shoot. I mean, he's always, you know, a next play type of guy. You know what I mean? He made a mistake. Well, I don't even know. I'm not going to say he made a mistake, but he's always uh, ready to erase his own mistakes and, um, you know, just, just go to the next player. That's just the type of guy he is. And um, me personally, I feed off of his, his energy all the time. So I, I expect it nonetheless. We'll take two more. Go ahead, Bo, and then Jeff. Hey, Josh, there's, you know, there's a chance you guys could clinch the playoffs today. I'm just wondering if you could sort of tell us what the scene is like in the locker room. Are you guys, you know, having a, having a little party or what? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, we celebrate all the wins, of course. I mean, we, we, we're hoping we get what we want, you know what I mean? But right now we just gotta, we just gotta wait, you know what I mean? We gotta wait. Go ahead, Jeff. Uh, Josh, uh, a lot of guys from your draft class got contract extensions and, and have contributed, uh, especially in this game. Uh, you know, Avante had big, big PBUs. You had the sacks, Dallas Goddard. You know, what does it say about the 2018 class that you guys have delivered uh, this year? We out here. <laughs> we out here, man. I'm telling you, uh, happy for everybody. You know what I mean? They're showing exactly why, you know, they deserve what they got. So I'm happy. Thanks for the time, Josh. Thanks for the time, Josh. Thank you. Y'all have a go. Big day for Josh Sweat. Like, I want to ask you, what I love about this defense is just when you think there's a star, there's a key player on that side of the ball, another guy steps up, whether it be the emergence of TJ Edwards this year, whether it's Javon Hargrave, it's in that secondary with Darius Slay. Today was Josh Sweat. What does that say about what Jonathan Gannon is piecing together here in Philadelphia? Well, it says that he's finding ways to get the most out of his entire defense, right? And when you want to have a good unit, 
that's exactly what it is. It's a unit. So you're going to need other guys to step up when Fletcher and Javon is getting all the attention from the offensive line. Then guys like Josh Sweat and Derek Barnett, they have to be able to show up. So I think uh, Josh Sweat over the last three or four games, you can argue that he's been our best defensive end. He seems to be in the backfield all the time. And it's great to see because the Eagles showed a lot of faith in this young man and giving him an extension. And sometimes that comes with pressure. You, you, you sort of press to try to prove you were worthy of the extension. I think he settled down since the middle of the season when he got the extension, and now he's just allowing the game to come to him. And now the plays are starting to happen for him. So uh, he should have a bright future, young, athletic, long um, I'm anxious to see him continue to, to grow as a defensive player. But guys like Sweat, T.J. Edwards, Alex Singleton last week scoring a touchdown, you're right, Ellie. It seems like it's a different guy every week, and that's what you're going to need this time of the season. Well, and the defense was under so much fire from the outside early yeah. on in the season, um, whether that be – worthy or not uh they were and jonathan gannon took a lot of heat up at the podium for several weeks but then you see guys like milton williams a rookie teron jackson having some good weeks today Jannard avery heard his name a few times avante maddox having an incredible season um for jg to keep his head down kind of similar to what sirianni has done and stay the course sirianni talks all about being process driven JG really followed through with that. He followed the lead of his head coach, and now this defense is getting these types of results. Yeah, and, and much like Nick Sirianni on the offensive side of the ball, Jonathan Gannon on the defensive, defensive side of the ball spent the first few weeks, few months of the season, including the offseason, heading into to the season, figuring out what he had on defense, how to put them in the best positions to be successful, how to get them to play as a unit as opposed to highlighting individual players. And that takes time. And everybody has to be able to buy in into the system. I think that's what we've seen uh, over the last half of the season, the second half of the season, is that everyone feels comfortable in their role. Everyone has a role. And then Jonathan Gannon has been able to, I guess, highlight some of his better players. So he can put Darius Slay in a position to succeed. He can put Fletcher Cox in some different positions to succeed. Another guy we mentioned earlier who I think when he got in there, the defense slowly started to become a, a unit. Rodney McLeod. Yep. So he's a veteran on the back end. Rodney settles down everyone on the back end. So everyone knows where they're supposed to be. Uh, he can be a coach out there on the field. So when you have veterans like that, Jonathan Gannon can go deeper into his playbook, and he doesn't have to play vanilla defenses at times. He can mix some things up, and I think that's what we've seen. Um, he's no different than the offensive side of the football. This is the first year for, for this whole staff to be with these players. It's, it's taking time for them to figure out how to put these guys in their best position. It wasn't a smooth start, but the transition is what most of us should have expected as you get better as the season is going along. And that's what both sides of the football has done. They've gotten better as the season has gone along. And that shows me that the coaching is starting to take with the players. They're starting to buy in. And now they're humming. I mean, you listen to these guys talk, and they have nothing but high praise for Jonathan Gannon and his schemes and what he, and, and the positions that he's putting them in. What I like about them, too, is they're honest. They call out, like, that was not a good quarter of football. But right. we came back and we did X, Y, and Z, which when you can self-reflect that quickly and make adjustments, that's only going to make for a successful team in this final push. And even when you're talking, I'm forgetting guys like Anthony Harris, yeah. Marcus Epps. Guys, you, you've heard their name all throughout the season. 
But now we're seeing them all work together and guys are just flying around and having fun. And I, I believe it starts with good leadership on that side of the football. And when the leaders buy in, it's easier for the younger guys to buy in. And I think that's what you've started to see really since that Detroit Lions game. After that Raiders game, you know, there was some confusion there. And then it seemed like they had a meeting of the minds and everybody got on the same page. And they really have taken off since then. And the future is bright. And, and I, I don't want to... Um, overstate this, but this is also a part of it. And I don't think it's a negative thing. When you face the level of competition we faced at the quarterback position, you have to take advantage of that. Yep. You know, when you're facing the Pat Mahomes, the Tom Brady's, and the Dak Prescott's, those guys are difficult for you to be aggressive against. So when you have spots in your schedule when you're facing less experienced quarterbacks, then you got to be able to take advantage of that, and that's what this defense has done. All right, well, with that, we're going to head to the other side of the ball. Jalen Hurts at the podium. Hey, Jalen, appreciate you taking the time. We'll get started here with Tim McManus and then John McMullen. Hey, Jalen, I'd like to start with what happened post-game um, with the, the railing collapsing by there. Uh, can you give us the uh, the blow-by-blow blow and what was your uh, fan interaction like that? Um, well, I'm just happy everybody's safe from it. I'm happy everybody's safe from it. Um, that's crazy. That's crazy stuff right there. That was a real dangerous situation. I'm just so happy um, everybody bounced back from it. It seemed like it. Um, yeah. Passion of the Eagles fans. I love it. Go ahead, John, and then Jeff. Hey, Jalen. Um, I, I wanted to talk to you about the, the two and five start and, and how you uh, kept this team, uh, you know, how you got this team on field through it and how Nick. Uh, handled things uh, from a coaching perspective. He talked about your calmness. He talked about this team's calmness. How, how do you think that you guys overcame that start? Well, I think y'all know the answer to this question. Um, I come up here and I say the same things to every question you guys ask. I say the same things. I talk about our process and the importance of that. I talk about the core values coach brought in here and um, how he's kind of kept consistent with preaching those things. And we, we've connected, we've communicated, we've grown, we've put the work in, and we've just grown 1% better every day. And that's been our goal, that's been, that's been our true identity. Um, that's been who we are. And with all, with all the youth, with all the uh, inexperience, from coaching to players, um, you know, we, we, we just bought into who we are, bought into what we could be, and uh, trusted in the grind and approaching every day um, the way we do. And for a game like this, to be able to persevere and, and show straight grit, straight grit um, in, in tough moments in the football game, we found a way to, to, to win today. And I couldn't be, be more proud of this team. Go ahead, Jeff, and then Martin. Jalen, uh, Nick told us that in the second half, you came up to him and said, hey, coach, whatever you got to call, call it. Was that in reference to having you run more? And then were there, were there specific plays he called, like perhaps that quarterback draw that were a result of what you had said to him? Um, yeah. Go ahead, Martin, and then Dave. We'll go to Dave if you're ready. I'm, I'm here. I'm here. Sorry about that. 
Jalen, um, I was wondering what, what you thought of like your coach's decision to go for it on those fourth downs, um, you know, to get the touchdowns instead of seven for, for the field goals. Thanks. Um, turned out to be a pivotal, um, play a pivotal role in the football game. And I think his trust in us, um, obviously we didn't get the first fourth down conversion in the game and his trust in us to go out there and get it done. We executed uh, very well on the first one. Um, on the first one inside the five. The second one kind of got stepped on a little bit, but was able to get that ball out to him, and Boston did the rest. Um, but it's a testament to the preparation we put in and, and trusting in that. And push come to shove, if it, if, it goes, if it goes left, if it goes south, if it doesn't look too good, we know that we put our best foot forward and prep, preparing for it, and we all trusted each other um, to execute it. And um, it's all about learning from it. Go ahead, Dave and Chris Franklin. Jalen, what allows you to be so calm in a tight game like that that means so much? Um, yeah, I just go out there and be myself. Um, not, not the box that everybody tries to place me in or place this team in. Um, I go out there and be Jalen Hurts. I try and be the best version of myself every day. Um, and I embrace all the different things around me. And I know I have a great set of teammates, a great set of coaches around me. and. They support me, um, and I support them just as much. And I know um, to, to, to come out and win games like this, it's, it's a total team effort. It's a total team effort, and we, we keep on learning. We keep on growing. We keep on doing the things we need to do. Um, who knows how it could end. Go ahead, Chris, and then Zach. Hey, Jalen, you guys had a lot of success today in the passing game, especially in that intermediate area. What did you see from your vantage point? What did you see from the Washington defense that allowed for that success to happen this today? Well, I give a lot of credit to, to my, my good friends up front um, from Alabama um, and, and their D-line group. They, they did a hell of a job putting pressure on the quarterback um, and getting back there and kind of making me move around a little bit. But um, given any situation, you just want to try and stay, um, stay calm and um, take what they give you and go out there and play your game, you know? Go ahead, Zach, and then Jamie. Jamie, we'll go to you if you're ready. Yeah, Jill. Hey. Um, oh, I'm sorry. Okay. You can go, Jamie. Um, okay, got it. Dylan, uh, you, you talked about this win being a total team effort, and it definitely was. Um, but, of course, it was sealed on that last play with Rodney McLeod. And you're always so calm, but, but what were your emotions as you watched that play, the ball, if you saw it fell into his hand, but when you found out that that call was going to stand, tell me how you felt. Well, I was, I was, it felt great to see, it, great, it felt great, and I told him this, it felt great to see him catch that ball the way he caught that ball. Um, you know, and, and in a situation like that, I'm the type of guy where I, I mean, you'd love to be on the field um, to end it and have it in your hands. Um, but the trust we have in our defense um, and their ability to step up and make a play um, is never feathered. But I think um, to see Rodney make the catch he made in the situation, coming off the deep safety, quarterback kind of throws it a little high, and um, to, to, to make a diving catch, to make a diving catch and catch it with straight hands as a, as a safety, um, as a defensive player, let alone a safety, shit, I got a, I got a lot of respect for him, and, and and I was so excited for him to to make a big time big time play like that. Probably, probably.
probably one of the best catches of the year um, for this team. We'll try again here with Zach. Hey, Jalen, I hope you can hear me okay. The uh, the third down pass to Greg Ward, the, the, the third and 14th pass, that was a big play in the game. Can you, I guess, take me through what you saw on, on that play and the significance of that pass? Well, um, I got to operate a little faster. I got to operate a little faster in and out of the huddle, especially going into third downs because you can expect a whole bunch of different looks. And um, what actually happened on that play is I didn't get the play. Um, I didn't get the play. And I, I, I thought I heard what he said, but I kind of had to pull one out of my hat. We have time for more, so we'll go to Ed and G Ward made a hell of a play um, on the scramble drill, um, adjusting to, to catch the ball and obviously move the change. Go ahead, Ed, and then Josh. Yeah, hey, Jalen, I was going to ask you about that play, but uh, let me ask you this. Uh, Lane Johnson says he hardly ever sees you happy or smile. I mean, are you, can you just tell us how much you're enjoying what you're doing, you know, this season and going from two and five to nine and seven? Um. I've always had to. I've always, I've, I've always had the approach of enjoying it when it's done. Um, you know, I let everybody else reflect on how far we've come as a football team. I let you guys talk about that, um, and I prepare myself for these questions as they continue to come in. Um, but for me, I mean, the, the job isn't done for us. I mean, it, it, it's not done. We're not done yet. Go ahead, Josh. Go ahead, Josh. Yeah, Jalen, with Miles out, how big of a performance do you think Boston had, the two touchdowns, and most especially, I guess, that touchdown on the fourth and goal, I think, where you slipped and he was able to dive over? Boston. Boston Boston's been a warrior all year. He's been a warrior all year. He's He stayed diligent, remained diligent, um, knowing his role has changed throughout the season from years prior, and he stuck with it. And he's been an ultimate team player, um, playing his butt off on special teams, and doing the, doing the things he needs to do for the team, you know. And I and I remember the type of guy Boston Scott is. I remember um, the, the Boston Scott I know is, is the Boston Scott that that would drive from from Louisiana where he's from, come to Houston like four hours four hours away, and um, come throw with me in the little neighborhood where I live. Just on the field, come to coming to get the work, the work in, because he's so hungry, um, and wanted to get the work in and wanted to get better. The Boston Scott I know is the the guy that just got into town, and I tell him, you know, I work out at five in the morning. You want to throw? We're gonna we're gonna throw at the field at five, and he's there, he's there early and ready to go, um, and the desire, um, the want to, um, and obviously. Obviously, for him to step up in a big time weight as he did today, it's big. It's big. So, a lot of respect for him, and I'm happy for him. Thanks for the time, Jalen. Thanks for the time, Jalen. Thank you. Jalen Hurts says Boston Scott has been a warrior all season. He's the definition of next man up. So, earlier today, Fran broke down one of Boston Scott's explosive plays for this week's Rico Review.
All right, so this week here on the RICO Review, I want to take a look at one of the ways the Eagles were able to find matchups in the passing game for running back Boston Scott. 39 total yards for Scott in the first half of this game, and he got a big chunk of it on this 20-yard reception on the Eagles' lone scoring drive of the first half. You see Boston Scott lined up here in the backfield. Now, Washington, they like to play a lot of zone coverage. That really removes the ability to create a lot of one-on-one -on -one matchups in man-to-man -man because they play so much zone. But if you've got a matchup like the Eagles have here, one on one with Boston Scott against a linebacker, well, you like those odds. So the way that the Eagles do this is they get a couple of their tight ends. They're going to run vertically down the field. You're going to have two tight ends on that side running vertically. You see a third tight end, Tyree Jackson running vertically, Devontae Smith all running vertically. And what does that do? It stretches the defense down the field. We can let this run. You can see how much space this creates underneath for Jalen Hurts and Boston Scott, who all he's going to do is run his little Texas route. He's going to fake like he's running over to the flat, but he's actually going to bust this back inside. And again, Again, look at all of the space. You can see that the coverage has been lifted. The one-on-one -on -one matchup is created. Here's the linebacker, David Mayo. He's responsible for anything underneath in this area of the field. Well, the only threat there is going to be Boston Scott. So you've created this one-on-one -on -one matchup. You can let this run. And you can see Jalen Hurst just lays this in front of Boston Scott. He takes off for a 20-yard gain up the middle. A little Texas route there for Boston Scott against Washington. Nice job by the Eagles creating a one-on-one -on -one matchup against zone coverage. Eagles get on the board. Now is your chance to vote for the Toyota Player of the Week. Go to PhiladelphiaEagles.com slash Toyota Player of the Week to cast your vote and get a chance at a brand new Toyota. All right, Ike, here we go, three nominees. Kicking it off with the guy we've been talking about all afternoon, Ronnie McLeod, who iced it. There he is. What an INT, two weeks in a row for him. Boston Scott, of course, 14 carries, 47 yards, two touchdowns today. And lastly, Josh Sweat calls on all kinds of ruckus up front, a problem for Taylor Heineke today. What do you think, Ike? Wow. Ah, difficult one Tough today. Tough one, I know. Tough one today because I do want to go with Boston Scott. Those touchdowns are very important. But this was a defensive win. I got to yeah. either go with Rodney McLeod or Josh Sweat. I'll go with Josh Sweat. Right. I'll go with Josh Sweat on this one. All right, but on Fran this time to weigh in. So I'll give my opinion. I got to agree with you okay, on this one. Okay, there we go. Josh Sweat. Big game for him, but you can get your votes in on PhiladelphiaEagles.com. Well, Eagles fans, there's a new way for you to get a recap of each game. Check out our voice app on Alexa and Google devices. For more information, visit PhiladelphiaEagles.com slash voice. All right, before we go, we're going to head to our Jamison nightcap. The Dallas Cowboys are coming to town for week 18. South Philadelphia, are you ready? Okay, we all know how the game went in Dallas week three, but uh, it's a new day. On January 9th, okay? Obviously, Dallas is 11-4. They are first in the NFC East. They're currently down 3-0 to the Arizona Cardinals in the first quarter. Whew. I, <laughs> this is the one you circle on the calendar. We obviously don't know exactly what it's going to look like on Sunday, depending on the way the rest of Sunday shakes out yeah. this afternoon and this evening. But what do you think? Well, for me... It doesn't even matter what's at stake. It's the Dallas Cowboys. Yep. And the Dallas Cowboys in South Philly next week with something on the line, it should be a good one. I'm excited about this game. Something to play for late in the year. This is what. This is why you do all the hard work in the offseason. A chance for the Eagles to wrap up 10 wins on the season, which would be huge, obviously, for Nick Sirianni's first year at the helm and Jalen Hurts playing his first season as a starting quarterback here in Philadelphia. It's going to be a good one, Eagles fans, and we will have you covered on the kickoff show right before the game and, of course, here on the postgame show immediately following. But uh, that's it for us, Ike. 
We'll be back next week. Last game of the regular season. Thank you so much for watching the post-game show presented by Rico. I'm Gabriella DiGiovanni. And for Ike Reese, go Birds.